Hello, all you point fives, point zeros, two point zeros, and everything in between. How I are like you? that. I like that. Everything in between. Oh. We're very all inclusive. That's very good. Today, uh, this week's podcast is brought to you by I, David, and we're joined by Joshua Song and Serena Ka. Like always, no guests this week. However, nope. we have brought a very special topic that I think would be could be relevant to you know a lot of our audience as well. So, uh, before we dive straight into it, and before introducing a topic. I'm gonna get you guys to actually do a little introduction of yourselves because this is related to the topic. So oh. this is my question. I'll start with Josh. Eh? Okay. A. <laughs> that was so Canadian. A. A. All right. Hey, Josh. Um, what do you identify yourself as? I identify myself as a human being. Um, are you sure? Yes. <laughs> I may not look like it, but I am a human being. No, but like, uh, for real. Uh, if if um, you had to introduce yourself to a stranger right. and like you had to kind of tell them your identity like what would that be um that somebody's our audience by the way it's actually like that question is actually not that simple it's actually i I feel like it's pretty complicated but i would uh, right now at this moment of time i would introduce myself as a as a student i would yeah like a student who is aspiring to graduate soon you know uh, a son of a mother and father (laughs) <laughs> brother from another mother <laughs> yeah and i i would usually say drummer but i haven't been playing drums so i don't i wouldn't associate, associate that with myself um but a little bit more specifically what do you study right now um psychology oh yeah so i would introduce myself as a psychology student at ubc nice yes okay so what about you serena how would you identify yourself um i think pretty relevant to what um what Josh mentioned. I just graduated in April, so I am Ooh. no longer a student. Woo-woo. I am a alumni, an SFU alumni. That's such a weird word, alumni. Is that like a Latin word? A- a Maybe Latin? Greek? Greek? You mean? You mean Latin? A lot. <laughs> you said Latin. Oh, did I say Latin? <laughs> yeah. I'm not being racist. <laughs> Latin. Latin word. Um. Anyways, yeah, so I'm an SFU alumni, a criminology major. Um. And now, well, I, I've been working full time, so I associate myself with that mostly. What do you, um, what's your work? Um, my work, basically, I work at the Department of Justice in the government of Canada. Cool. So she's making money off our taxes. It, exactly. Ooh, I, I am low key. Nice. Okay. So, well, the reason I asked is because. Um, especially nowadays or not especially but ever since like the beginning um, what we choose to do as our career becomes a significant part of our identity right yes like we identify ourselves as point fives but then also like what we do as our careers also affect that a lot and today's topic is actually about um, passion versus money in choosing a career right Ooh, the big question right, right. so well the, but like the first question then would be like do you have a passion? Because not everybody does. Right. And that is that is okay. But let me ask you guys: Do you guys have a passion? I I have I have I think I have a lot of passions, which is not good. Which now <laughs> well, actually <laughs> it's getting me to think: Is that passion a real passion? If I have so many passions. Oh. But um yeah I like I can explain my passions but like 
I think I have a passion for to to sum it all together. I think I have a passion for people because like every, working with people. No, just like um or serving people. Caring for people. Yeah, serving people or caring people because all the things I want to do is for the enjoyment of people. So like I love taking pictures, which is one of my biggest pa- hobbies right now. I love playing like musical instruments like drums and guitar and like, you know, going to church and like I feel like in the ultimatum my passion is for the people because I I think of them like how can mm. I make them feel happy when they look at my photos how can I touch people when with my guitar playing and my singing and yeah the non-existent oh, yeah. singing scale you mean <laughs> <laughs> thank you what about you Serena do you have a passion do you think um I think it's a very hard topic I think for me I have a new passion every year. Like I, I, (laughs) every year, let's say annually, I try to set myself a goal for that year. And this year, well, not this year, actually a couple of years back, it was challenging myself. So during that year, I still do this, but like during that year, I tried out a lot of new things that I would normally not. Um, And one of those things was to be really back in the active game. So um, like physical activity. Exactly. So sports and exercising. And so ever since then, I've tried out a whole bunch of like new sports and new um, exercises and stuff like that. And I feel like through that, um, I wanted to relay positive influence um, to my peers. And hopefully I've been doing that. Okay, yeah, this is going to be a good exercise exercise for you listeners too. So like, try to think of it. Like, do you guys have a passion? So uh, Josh, you said your passion is for people, but then what part of that makes you actually like enjoy that process? I think it's like when you, I think the beginning is like when you first get like acknowledgement that, oh, maybe like I have potential in this and people like enjoy what I do. And then I think, as you go forward with this passion, it's realizing how much you're improving in it. Mm. And like you find joy in how much you actually accomplish. Cause it's like, I feel like a passion is something that you can spend a lot of time on. And then you'll, you'll be able to look at the back. Like it's like a path. And when you look back to where you started, you can see this accomplishment. And at the same time, this accomplishment, you can, like people can enjoy it. I have to actually have no idea what I'm saying right now, but like, <laughs> I think, yeah, it's something like that. Okay. So, well, your passion seems to be lying with, you know, serving people and you know, just being around people and helping them. Yeah. Um, how does that align with, you know, what you're doing right now as like your career, your psychologist, psychology studying? I, does that relate at all? Or It kind of does. Like initially I was a biology student and because my purpose, I, I've wanted to be like every single Asian kid's dream a doctor you mean every single asian kid's parents dream (laughs) yeah but my parents never told me to be a doctor i just wanted to be a doctor oh really yeah i just watched some drama and i got really touched but that also aligns with my my uh, passion because in the drama the doctors were saving people and these parents or these families that you know of the ones that were sick they would come to the doctor and be like i'm so thankful like well how can i repay you and it's not like I want to be repaid. It's like seeing that makes me feel so touched what I can do for people. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, you jumped to my next question, but we'll come back to that. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Serena? Um, like, 
Can you give us a few examples of the passions that you had recently then? Because you said you had a lot. Um, yeah, golfing. I've been really, really into golfing these days recently. So golfing. Um, what else? I, I've also started Pilates. Pilates, like rock, rock climbing. climbing. Rock climbing, <laughs> soccer. Yeah, then going a step back, what part of those activities kind of uh, attract you to it? You know? Um, I think, I think honestly, I'm very attracted to new things, like not just sports in general. I know all those things that were mentioned were sports related, but um, something that is new and that I have not explored before always kind of interests me because um, I think it's it's the process of getting getting to know myself a little bit more, right? Because you don't know if you like something until you try it. Yeah. You don't really fully understand um, the concept of something until you experience it. So for me, I think those experiences kind of help build who I am and get help myself get a better understanding of who I am. Yeah, basically, right. so I guess. Like, it gives you self-clarity. Yeah, and, and, and self-confidence, I feel like, because um, I get to know or have a better understanding of what I like and what I don't like. Um, so when I talk to people or engage in conversations, it's like easy for me to um, like pick and point, I guess, what I like and what I don't like. I yeah. don't know, in general, I guess. And does, you know, that passion of, you know, trying new things out, does, is that in any way related to what you do for your job? Oh, definitely not. Um, it's definitely unrelated, but I feel like that, part like career wise I've always wanted to be of um kind of like a, like I've always wanted to be a person who would provide literal help to people around me um like for instance you know if someone gets into a car accident and they need to um retain a lawyer yeah right then like if I was a if I went to law school and like Became a lawyer, then like they would be, then I would be able to help them, right? At a big cost of money, <laughs> at a very <laughs> hefty price. <laughs> I would not be able to afford my own services. Um, no, but you know, in in that that sort of way, I think it, it would feel good to be able to help the people that I love and that I care about in a more realistic way than just providing for like emotional support, which which also is important. Uh-huh. But I think if you can provide um, help in a way that it can actually fix that person's problem is also... Practical ways. Is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's the word. Practical. <laughs> Practical ways, I think. Um, that is something that I would want to do in the future. Nice. Well, to do. did you guys have any pressure from parents or family? Even if they, they, they might not have said it to you, like, did you sort of feel this little pressure inside you to be to be doing something that you know maybe you don't really want to do but you feel it may be the right thing to do i think i think most of everyone has felt pressured by their parents as a nation as an asian I think, I think it's also because um because we're at 0.5s yeah the and uh you know Parents, they've come here with the hopes of giving us a, a, a like a better future, right? Right, yeah, right. right. And that 
subconsciously might also have an effect on how we uh, set ourselves up for the future. Like in, cho- in you choosing, say you first started with bio right. and now you're at psychology and through that process of, you know, choosing what you do with your life, did you have any uh, pressures or family influences that like in- influence your decisions? Um, I'm going to say not really because really? My, f- my father wanted me to be a computer engineer and like I hate math. So I told, I literally straight up told him <laughs> I'm not doing it, but it was, I can see that, you know, because in Korea, he used to be a computer engineer. So he wants me to fulfill that in this country that he has brought me to, this yeah. promised land. Lead but, his legacy. Yeah, basically <laughs> lead his legacy. He's, he's literally told me that. Like, Josh, I want you to be a computer engineer because I couldn't achieve that fully in Korea. And it's, I was, I looked at him and I was like, why? Would you want to do that to me? <laughs> so I, I I would say that he barely had any influence because they didn't they never mentioned anything about psychology to me. It's something that I stumbled upon my, by myself. Mm-hmm. And and uh, they were were they like supportive or at least like okay with you doing you know what you wanted to do? Yeah, they were they were very supportive because I think after after the so I had like a little pause in between my biological and my psychology major. There was this one or two years where I did not want to do anything. So I think that put their expectations down a lot because <laughs> when I told them I wanted to do psychology, they were like, wow, that's good. You want to <laughs> actually do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no influence. Nice. What about Almost. you? Did um, other people around you have an influence on you doing, choosing what to do, like studying and working? Yeah, for sure. I think um, I was definitely same, like not a math kid or a science kid. Like the irony around that, right? Or s- <laughs> It's two Asians yeah. here. <laughs> Sucks at math. <laughs> um, so I was, I never had the brain for that. Um, so I was always an arts kid. Um, so I think at one point after, I think my first year in university, my uncle called me and he was literally like, hey, so like we're waiting for you to go to law school. And I was like, uh, no, actually, you're not going to wait for me because I don't have any hopes and dreams and going to that and doing more schooling after like, I'm literally my first year, right? And thinking about having to do more schooling after undergrad was just like, was kind of unattractive for me. Yeah, <laughs> um, Something that I didn't want to do. So I literally straight up told him like, no, I am not doing that. And don't like keep your hopes up because I probably won't. And now after um, my undergrad, I am actually considering doing more schooling, right? So like how the tables have turned. And now when I tell my uncle and my mom like about my future plans, they're like, why would you want to like pursue more schooling when you have such a stable job and you're like already stable? Like, why would you? Wow. Yeah, it's it's like, it's Tables weird. Turned. Yeah, I know. Tables and they were like, why would turn. you want to spend more money on doing schooling rather than like saving up your income for something more stable in the future? Maybe they didn't expect you to have a, such a stable job. Maybe they didn't expect anything. I, I, I think nobody <laughs> did. <laughs> so they're like, wow. law wow. school, Serena. <laughs> um, but, but I think because I find... Um, the purpose in doing whatever I want to do in the future. Like I want to do more schooling because before I never found a purpose in pursuing academics. I thought it was just so that I could bypass um, whatever like minimum threshold is required to obtain a job. 
right. in, in the job market, basically, right? So, yeah. So when you guys were choosing, though, at, say, the end of high school or nearing the end of high school, you kind of have to, you're kind of expected to decide, you know, what you want to do. You know, that's a very hard decision um, because there's, it's going to change. And there's no real right or wrong answer, but you know where your priorities lie. Yeah. What What was going on in your guys's uh, heads, like your thought process, and you know choosing what to decide to do? I think you really, you're really, really sunsui. Like you don't know, you don't know anything. Then. Yeah. You don't know better. Like you don't know what's out there. You're just so, so oblivious. Like literally, especially as an Asian kid, like all you know about jobs is that there is a doctor, <laughs> lawyer. a lawyer. <laughs> There's a teacher, <laughs> you know, those like really, really basic jobs. Um, yeah, I don't think mm. you're well informed to make choices at that age uh, that will basically decide the next 20 years of your life potentially or 30 years of your life, right? Right, because I mean, even after somebody graduates, like a lot of people will switch will, or do something that's unrelated to, you know, their degree. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I've seen a lot of my sambeder, like my um, higher ups, yeah, um, go into university. Like two years down the road, they obviously find something else that they don't that they want to do, and they quit. Yeah, undergrad. I think these kind of situations are like the times that we are in are very special though, because I did ask my uh, dad. He's uh, he's a baby boomer type. Yeah. Age like 1958. Wow. So <laughs> I'm a very late child. Yeah. Anyways, um, I asked him about this, and during during that time, most people didn't have the yoyu to even think about, you know, what what I liked versus what I wanted to do. Right. Because the culture then was just right after the war. It's more about survival. Right. So they really had no. They didn't even think that there was like a choice or decision to be made in what they wanted to do. Right. Because, you know, it'd be like school then you go to what's Hagwan? Like academies. Academies. And like you'd be in this environment where you would never be able to experience anything else than what you were doing. So you would not be able to open up your eyes to other things. Right. But then now like us, especially as like, uh, like point fives, we've come to a whole different culture. First of all, that's a very eye opening than being uh, living in one place your whole life. Right. And you meet all these different types of people. Um, we have more, like, we have less of a survival type mindset because, you know, the war is behind us. <laughs> or somewhere else in the world. Yeah. yeah. And uh, things like that, right? So I did ask my dad, though, because he's done his, he's a professor, uh, st- statistics professor. Wow. At university. And he's True done Asian this- dad. <laughs> yeah. True Asian dad. So he went through. He got, he went all the way through PhD. So he's oh. done schooling all his life, and yeah. then he's just done this one thing for his basically his entire life. And he's still in school. Yep, after, yeah, he's working <laughs> even, in school. Yeah. So wow. even after school, he's still in school. And wow. he's he's nearing retirement. He's uh sixty two or three right now. I think the age in Korea for retirement for professors in Korea is around sixty five. Oh. And he's been doing his job right now for twenty eight full <gasps> year, straight years, right? Wow. Respect. And so he's never really had the opportunity to think about what most people now can think about, you know? Like, because, um, like you mentioned, even after you get a job, people will decide to yeah. move on to something else. Like, right? nowadays, there's not a lot of people who will stick to one job for the rest of their life, right? A lot of times, people will 
pursue more education to do another type of job or they will like move jobs. You know, they don't just get hired and then just stay in one place for the rest of their lives. I feel like the idea of jobs, if we look at the historical context, it's definitely evolved because back in the days, jobs was solely for survival, like plowing the farm, you know, making the food. That was your initial jobs. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like as agriculture, agriculture (laughs) comes in as like, because that's literally a fact as after agriculture, the system has evolved. um, People started having more freedom to pursue other things. Right. And this is like a very important topic because you're going to use, uh, say from, I don't know, like 20s to 50s or whatever, the, that time you're in the workforce, Yeah. more than the time you spend at home even, you're going to be at your job. You're going to be doing something that you're going to be devoting like most of your life. That's like, you're your like career. your second home, right? right? Yeah. 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 And choosing something that you're able to enjoy, I think is very important from my perspective, but that's, you know, my priorities, right? So mm-hmm. I'm more on the passion side versus mm. the money side but this is just me but then the reason behind my thinking is because um if you're gonna be waking up every day and you know you don't really fully enjoy this job and you know there's other things you'd rather do but then if you're going there you're literally like eating up at yourself because mm-hmm. by the end of that like what's gonna be left like what's the, what's the purpose if the like say say i know money i know uh <laughs> right the pros the pros of uh choosing money over what you like is first of all like stability right Um, Right. you will be getting you know respect from your peers um you'll have like peace of mind but then another research shows that after a certain threshold usually that's 75k for most people after a yearly salary the return of appreciation for the amount of income you have decreases significantly really wow interesting so i mean i'm not the one to say because you know my annual income is not even 10k (laughs) but um the saying that money doesn't buy happiness comes from these people because when they, you know, were first, first got out of school, they're like, started making money. Like, wow, this is a great life. Like I used to, uh, struggle paying for my Tim Hortons meal and yeah. now I can go to, you know, any place I can eat ever, whatever, right, stuff like that. Right. But then once you get to like most, the average number is 75 K that number, like, like the feeling you get from having a lot of money depreciates. Interesting. On the other hand, if you do something that you're passionate about, you're able to wake up for, you know, I would say a bigger purpose rather than just living this, this, this like surviving this day, right. but you're, you know, working for something, right? I think it's easier to think that way. Well, we're all singles here, but it's easier to think that way as a single Yeah. than if you're married if you have, have like children, have family. Yeah, if you're obviously not independent, yeah, then I think it's it's harder to have that kind of a mindset, and particularly because we, you know, if you come from a family where, like, your parents have immigrated um, for a better life, um, they want you to have that stability, right? That long term stability life. So it's. I think that's very true because my grandparents, they're like actually from the war, right? right. Yeah. Like the Korean war. So what my parents have told me is that um, my, my grandparents were able to, you know, make a lot of money doing business, but they were not able to get schooling. And just, just from their experiences, they wanted to give their children something better. So if, if they wanted to, they would, if they were willing, like they'd even send them to UWAC and this is like 1960s, right? No. Yeah. 
Bukrongo is Sunday and like same thing, like our parents, they want to give us something that, you know, they couldn't get as well. Right. Um, I'm kind of very curious to see like what our experiences will like translate over to if we have children. Like, mm. I feel like, you know what it is? When, when the agriculture um, technology advanced, I'm pretty sure they went through a to similar, the industrial age. similar mindset as us because we're going through a revolutionary age, right? Like we, we, we are literally sitting on the edges of the end of a primitive age where like technology has taken over. And because through technology, our jobs have become so much more efficient. Like even driving itself has become efficient. It yep. no longer is a labor force. Like in, in the next 20, 30 years, we might not even see taxis, right? So I feel like a lot of the physical labor jobs are decreasing. And these labor jobs usually require you to like work for survival. And, you know, we're now at the point we're not working for money anymore because a lot of the jobs that don't require physical labor, no, the jobs who require physical labor pay you actually less. Yeah, for jobs, sure. Yeah, that, that promote creativity pays you so much more. And we're like living in a generation where we actually have the freedom to think about what we want to do. Whereas, like you said, our grandparents and our parents, they had no freedom. Like they were probably raised like your job is this. Like you're as a son, you have to be the man of the family. You got to go find a job and just feed your family. But for us, it's like our parents tell us like, you know, you're special. You can do whatever you want to do. You're talented and you get appreciated for more of your creativity rather than how you be the man or woman of your family supplying. Yeah. yeah but in this discussion, note that, you know, there is no real answer because like, why, why do we live life? We're living life to like, we want to be happy living our lives. Right. Mm. And in this decision of career, of like, passion versus money, in the end, the end goal is the same. We want whatever decision we choose to able to be able to bring us happiness, right? So if money you think is going to give you more happiness because of the pros that it gives you, such as stability, whatnot, then like go for it. And then on the other side, if, if you know, doing something that you really love gives you that fulfillment, right. I think it's that sort of discussion. And um, I was going to say something and I just lost myself there. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like for me, um, is I, I like to think that I am still young, <laughs> relatively young. Um, I think for me, like what I, what I like doing and enjoy doing, I find, um, is done through hobbies mm -hmm. rather than like finding that in my job. I think yeah, that, I, that really differentiates from people as well. Mm, so yeah, for, for me, my, my main source of income is not something that I enjoy. Like, well, it's not like I don't enjoy, but it's, it's not something that, you know, brings me happiness, right? Like ultimate passion. No, it's not, it's not like that, but you know, and that's okay. Cause not everybody has a calling or not everybody has like a strong passion for something. Right. So I, you know, I obviously make money so that I am able to pursue my passions, pursue right, right, right. my happiness through right. other things, right. right. Outside of work. Yeah. That's definitely an option. Uh, my dad is pretty on the pretty extreme side of things. Right. Yeah. As you've heard. Um, and I did ask him if he had any, uh, you know, regrets or whatever of, you know, having to have lived that life. And he did say that um, he does wish that he would have been able to try a lot more different things because, you know, he's only doing one thing mm. for mostly his entire life. But then he also did say that uh, even if you don't feel like you have a strong desire for something, once you start doing it and once you start getting good at it, 
it kind of gives you that sort of fulfillment and then yeah. that kind of pushes you to go more and more. Yeah. Right. So it, it can grow in that way as well, I think. Yeah. But you did mention how we're being single and stuff like that. Uh, here, this is, this is a, it's like an article I read. Um, I'm not sure if it applies to like females as well, but for like general male person, a way they can feel fulfillment in their lives is through two things. One is through the family, like their spouse and their family. But we're not going to consider this right now because that's it's kind of obvious. Like, like if you have a loving family, if you have like a good place to go home to, even if you don't have like the craziest job or whatever, you will still be able to feel like a, like, like a fulfilled life. Right. But then uh, we're not going to talk about this because right now we're just talking about careers and jobs. Yeah. And the second way f- for like a person to feel... Um, that kind of fulfillment in their lives if it's through what they're doing as their jobs. Mm. And um, in the article, there was like a few people that drastically changed their jobs from like super high paying jobs to something that was like in, in relation, like very like poor. And like some other people think like, you're crazy. Why would you do that? Like, for example, there was this guy that ran a like Hagwon Academy. Yeah. And he was, he got really famous and he had like a lot of branches and in a month, he'd make an, what an average like businessman would make in a year. Like wow. salary raise. But then when they interviewed him, he said when he first began, he was like living, he was like so happy because like, he was making all this money, right? So he'd be working Monday to like Saturday, like super hard. And then like he didn't really enjoy the job. He was doing it just for the money. And then on Sunday, he would relieve his stress by, you know, burning all his cash and stuff, <laughs> like buying, you know, these. Wow. Like, like like I don't know, like crazy clothing stuff, yeah. like, stuff like that, right? But then at at a certain point, um, that binge day would not be able to relieve all the stress that he's receiving mm, from this work from place. work. And then he eventually got kongangjang. What is that in English? Uh, panic attacks. Right. So he got a lot of anxiety and stuff. Anxiety because, disorder. Yes, because. And and it's like foundational core. He was not able to enjoy his life because what he was, his life was being spent on something that he didn't like. That that was his reasoning. And I think at that point, people get scared of losing it, right? Like losing what they have gained. Yeah. Right. Because it it brings you obviously you know money can bring you a lot of stability, but it can also be the opposite when you have a lot because you're like, oh, like you know when is this going to stop? But this is the thing. we're, we're disregarding the family factor, right? Right. He did. He was a single person then. Right. But he did say that, like, if he had a family and he was doing this for something more than just money, right? So right. he's now doing it for his family, mm. and he has like a like loving family that he probably would have been able to endure. And he has friends that, you know, are doing s- similar stuff like that, but like they have a good family. But he is single. Note that. Right. So he was able to, you know, just transition into something, and he transitioned into a YouTuber. That was wow. his passion. And you know, like. When you first begin, you're not gonna make any money at all. Yeah. But then he's saying, even though he's not able to live the same lifestyle as before, he's so much more happier and like he's able to wake up looking forward to the next day and the next day. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like as human beings, we are so simplified now, though. But like, I, in my opinion, though, now because we live in a generation where job is now no longer related to our survival, it's more about like the happiness and fulfillment, like David said. I feel like now we have so many choices we have to make. Doesn't that feel like as we go on, we have less, like so many more choices and decisions decisions we got to make. So like, mm. we're not, I don't know. I feel like that. I feel like when people ask me, what do you want to be? My mind just goes blank. Like so many things. It's but a very you know, hard question. I actually did a 
a kind of like a semi speech on this, right? Right. You guys remember career paths, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and it's hard because typically when people ask you, even at a young age, you're like, what do you want to be? You yeah. have to have, it's like as if you have to have one answer. Like I want to be a firefighter. Yeah. You know, but, but you can also be that and so many other things too. Right. Yeah. But it's hard to answer questions like that because um, questions I, I think worded in a specific way where it's literally asking you to be one thing for the rest of your life is kind of hard Yeah, at, at this time and age, right? Yeah. Like you don't really, like we said, you don't really become one thing and then just stay there for the rest of your life yeah. until you retire. Yeah. So it's like, I, I feel like that's a lot of, it's so difficult at that question. I think so too. I agree. Even at this age and at this um, stage in my life, I feel like when people ask me what I want to be or like what my passions are, it's hard to answer that. Yeah, it's hard. It, it defines your identity too, like pretty hard. Yeah. And, and you're, it's like as if you have to stick to that one identity that right. you, mm. you know, whatever you comes out of your mouth. Right. I had a, actually had a question for Youngie because he didn't actually answer the questions he asked us, right? So what it, what was your passion in the beginning? Before, I know right now you, you're doing your, like I think Youngie is one of the people that I know that actually live their passions right now, which I'm very jealous of. I wish I had the confidence to do the that. The creative. Yeah, because I told my mom I wanted to be a drummer in grade 12 and she literally was like, <laughs> she bought down. a drumstick and smacked me. <laughs> I was like, is this so how you're gonna, be a drummer? Yeah, it's like, is this how you're gonna feed your family? Is this what you're gonna do? I was like, no, no, I don't, I don't. But yeah, like, so he's one of the people, but what, what was your passion in the beginning, in the beginning of time for David? <laughs> in the beginning of time, in um, elementary school, because, you know, the teachers always ask you and give you these worksheets like, hey, what do you want to be? Yeah, yeah. I just wrote down cook. <laughs> really? <laughs> but I actually never ended up doing any cooking at home. That's so different. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I thought it looked cool. We're and only laughing because we know David, but. <laughs> by, so by the way, guys, uh, the only thing I can make is like cereal. So. <laughs> How old were you when you said that? I was like grade one kindergarten. Okay. That's very cute. And then I came over to Canada. Uh, I had no idea how to speak English then. Right. Like I had to go ask if I could go to the washroom by saying, I am toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, glad, glad the teacher understood or I would have peed my pants. But I am toilet. <laughs> you guys remember like in class, did your teacher ever be like, when you were like, can I go to the washroom? It'd be like, you mean, may I? Oh, can you? Oh, can so you? annoying. Oh, yeah. Can you go to the washroom? Oh, be like, so annoying. I mean, may I? Okay, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you just like brought up memory. This teacher would would be like, you have to do the pee pee dance. The pee pee dance? What the heck is when that? When I was kindergarten, it's like, oh, no. can I go to the bathroom? She's like, you're not doing the pee pee dance. What's that? It's like, you know, like, you're like, you walking back and forth because you're like, you're holding on to your bladder and you walk up. And I, now that I think about it, that's so creepy. It's but anyway, so, sorry. That no, is so wrong in so many ways. It's topic. also because I used to live in Australia, right? And right. we call it the toilet there, not the washroom or restroom. A oh. toilet? Like, it's like, can I go to the toilet? Like, where's the toilet? Whereas here, the toilet is like the part inside the washroom. Right, right. Anyways, um, so I was bad at English. So I was going to ESL at that time. And I first made my friend through basketball because oh. a friend there, he was Korean. He was like, yo, you want to play ball? And since then, um, ball was life. 
<laughs> that one question that, changed his life. That actually sounds like the friend we know that goes golfing a lot. <laughs> he said golf is life yeah. the other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've been enjoying doing that because that just got me uh, started to chogunghe. What's get that? Adjusted. Like, like adjusted. Get, adjust, get adjusted to his culture and everything. Right. Um, and I, you know, I really wanted to be an NBA player. I thought I could. <laughs> hey, my little brother actually thought the same thing. He wanted to be an NBA player. He wanted to play basketball. He wanted to pursue basketball. He was really good. Wow. Claims to be. And the people around him claims to be. But yeah, yeah. he's now just a fat <laughs> kid. He's, he's gotten fat. Let's not say he's fat, but he's... I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I hope so too. Um, yeah, I started realizing like the limitations when everybody started aging. Yeah, and my genetics, like my parents aren't big. Um, I'm actually the tallest in my family. Really, I, I think because I played basketball, like I'm at least this height. Right, right. <laughs> but um, you know, you guys can see I'm very thin. My bones are very thin too. And then grade ten came along, then we'd be playing against guys that are like two meters exactly right? and their bones are so much like I can't, I can't do anything like and then since i started playing with these guys it's like featherweight versus heavyweight right so i broke my bones a lot you, you probably remember like i do remember you broke so I, I came to, i came uh most weeks in a cast yeah and you know like what can you do when you when your bones are broken you can't really do it so that's when i started music and then you know i didn't really have much thought about that but once I started doing this like creative, like creating thing, like I've been doing it in my like younger life too, but just I had no interest in it just because like my parents sent me to it. Right. But I started when I start, for, made my first video. I saw how like something I created was able to move the people that mm. uh, were like, consuming it. Right. 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 So that was Costa. Like that video that I made, like six hundred people would watch it, and then they'd be fired up about something. Yeah. And you know, that really moved me. And so I think right now my passion is in creating things that will be able to positively affect the people that, you know, consume it. And that for me right now is music because people listen to music and I want to be able to tell stories and like make things that'll uh, impact these people in a good way. Yeah. And also video and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. So right now that's my passion, but I started running into this problem of, you know, how do I sustain myself? Right. right. Hence, this topic came along. Mm. And um, yeah, like, I just wanted to hear you guys' thoughts because uh, I'm at a point now where I feel like I should be moving one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely hard. Like, because, because Youngi is the only person, I mean, you, you haven't generated a lot, like, you're not generating a full business income yet. I yes. think yet. But I think... You're literally one of the few people, maybe the only person I know who is trying to follow their passion and then like is struggling, even though with the struggle of, you know, financial problems, like, cause you haven't started yet, right? I don't think you have started yet, in my opinion. I feel like once you actually start getting out there working like a full business, I think you're gonna be like fully exposed. But I think you are the only one that I think confidently, like, wow, this guy's gonna make it big. I think it's hard because oh, wow. it takes a lot of courage <laughs> yeah, yeah. to break out of like just pursuing for stability. Like what for if safety and what security. What if your mom started hitting you with a camera? Would you say no to that? Like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna work as a cameraman. You won't. You, you'll probably still fight through it. Um, they actually 
didn't like the idea at first. Right. So I actually wanted to pursue music right away. So I was looking into going to music schools and um, well, they didn't like, they didn't go against it, but they were like, hey, maybe you should think again. Right, right. That kind of thing. And you know, I, I, I thought a lot. It was, it was a hard decision. So right. the day I decided to commit to going to a music school, that same day I got a accept letter from BCIT which was like on the completely opposite spectrum yeah right so I was like maybe this is a sign like the like the second I like made up my mind yeah this thing came along so I was like so I was trying to decide between the two and I decided to go somewhere in between which is SFE for me right because um, I'm able to sort of like Still manage my time and schedule right? whereas mm. BCIT and like the music school they, they have set schedules and you have to commit to that for like minimum two to four years right 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 like for me the reason i don't choose money is because um like if i were to win the lottery right of course i'd be happy but i don't have any immediate needs i don't have immediate responsibilities i don't really have anything that i really want to spend my money at like i'm not interested in like cars or like what fashion like i would like to be but you know i can't afford it so i'm not doing it yeah but um yeah, like the the only reason I need money right now is to be able to sustain my daily life so that I can do spend my time on doing what I want to do. Right. Yeah. I think it's good because Youngie's at the age where he can at least you're. At, I I would say you're still at the age where you can enjoy your freedom. Oh yeah. But for sure. Like I, I'm there's about not to, yeah. too much of a pressure. Yeah, and me and Serena are hitting that age where in the Korean culture, especially, they're like saying when are you going to get married? Or, you know, who are you going to meet next? Or Oh my gosh, literally yesterday, I was, <laughs> this is kind of a sidetrack story. I was lying down in my sofa because, you know, it was a really hot day yesterday, right? Oh, like thundering, yeah. So I was lying down in my sofa <laughs> and my mom, literally, she rarely nags at me now at this age, but she comes by and she's like, you're literally turning 30 the next day. Like, what are you, what do you even like <laughs> know how to do in terms of like housework? like house chores like you do nothing i'm like yeah i'm not 30 yet <laughs> i'm actually i'm still actually 20 like 26 <laughs> yeah we're coming we got to three the, years left we're literally coming to the point where people are <laughs> mentioning marriage left and right so i feel like now at this point of time even if i want to change career paths i i have thoughts in my head it's like i I'm so old. I need to be getting ready to prepare for a mortgage, a house, potentially look for a potential spouse, have kids, maybe like three or five, five, seven, eight kids. I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> is that, is that a... I you're going to say ears. No, I'm just joking. But um, yeah, so like as I honestly, my still, my big, my biggest dream right now is to graduate psychology and then grab a full-time job and then go to night school for jazz. I really want to do it. But really? then but then if you have a family, it's y- kind of hard. Your wife is not going to like that. <laughs> She's going to smack me with a drumstick. <laughs> <laughs> this time is over your mom. Yeah. So it's like, you, I feel like you should pursue it as hard as you can when you're young. And then just I totally agree. Try to make re- revenue off that and be single. Sure. <laughs> because I, t- I tell, I have this conversation actually yesterday with um, a group of, um, a f- group of friends, group of friends. Sure. Group of friends, yeah, of mine um, at church. And we're all around the same age and we were all, all so talk about marriage a lot. Marriage is always something that is inevitably, inevitably talked about um, 
in a lot of my friend groups just because um, I feel like we're still young and I feel like we're a lot of us are not ready yet, but there's quite a bit of my friends who are getting married, gotten married, have kids even. Oh my goodness. And I feel like I am not ready, but I guess some people feel like they are. So um, we were always talking about that. And I always stand on the side of being against it mm. just because I, I think I almost fight against it mm. because I, I have you, so many passions and yeah. so many um, things that I want to pursue that I want to see that in other people that I want to be inspired by people who are like that as well. But there's not a lot of people around me who are like so fired up and motivated to do something that they're passionate about, or right. especially at this age, right? A lot of people look for stability. And I think not just within jobs, but also in relationships. Mm. See, I think, um, you know, in a person's life, the twenties is like a really interesting period, the 20 to 30. Yeah. Because, in that 10 year span, you're expected so much. You're expected to figure out what you want to do with your life. You're expected to maybe meet somebody and, you know, start a family like you were talking about just right. now. So like this is a little fun project I started last year. It's called, um, I don't know what it's called. I called, I just called it like 20s project. It's a 10 year little documentary just of me. <laughs> so what, what I'm doing is at the end of every year, like of my 20s, like, Last year, I was 20, right? right? So at the end of that year, I made a video called 20. This year is going to be 21. Oh, what? And I'm going to document myself each year. That's of like crazy. Currently, who I am right now and like what I think of, you know, what are my priorities and, you know. Wow. I think it'll be That's really so cool project to see like when I'm at 30, like, hey, this was me at 20. This is how I changed in one year, another year and like see what happens. So Yo, like, you know what? That's actually really good. I actually do something similar where I at the end of every year, I will make a bucket list. A bucket list? Yeah, for that year. So I will um, make a bucket list of like what I want to do for that next year. And then I look back on my previous year and I do a checklist of how much I've actually done in my my bucket list. And it's really, really fun because um, I love checking off the stuff that I've obviously written down. But what I also really, really love is finding the stuff that I've done that I've never imagined doing the year before. Oh. Yeah, which is so interesting. So it's a good way to track your life, I guess, your yeah. year life of how you spent it yes. and what went on and just kind of, um, I guess, like go into a mood of remembering how your year went. Yeah, like your 20s to 30s is like the very, the most, I think, volatile period of your life. Yeah, yeah. literally. Like you're so if you're, if you're like 50 going to 60, not much is going to change, I think, unless like in, in a typical sense. But most people from their 20s to 30s, they're going to have so many different shifts. And like, I just wanted to document that process. So if you're interested, selfless plug, you can, you can check me out. Uh, in 10 that's years. Just, that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to end off with a question that humanity has not been able to solve. But I'm going to go ahead and ask you guys. Because oh, wow. I think all of this ties into this. What is life to you guys? Oh my goodness. That's too big. What is life? Do you want it in like a biological sense or like a <laughs> philosophical sense? <laughs> what What do you think life is to you? I'll let you go first on this, Serena. <laughs> That's so hard. I can, I I can share with you um, 
what my parents said first. Okay, okay. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll listen to that. So to give you guys some more perspective, my parents right now, like I said, are retiring their are are nearing their retirement. Um this is this is a uh, this is what my dad, who's done one thing his whole life, has said. Um I gotta translate this into English on the fly, so hold on. Life is something that's not easy, but once you start doing something like one thing, Yoshimi Hanen, what's that? Like once you start working at one thing very hard, hard and digging deep into it, yeah. you will find a sort of inner peace within that. And like he, that's, that's what he wants life to be like, to be able to find peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is what my mom has said. There's no conclusion and life is something that um, doesn't happen the way you think or the way you want it to think. And to be honest, life isn't even your own. Like you, mm. you don't own your own life is what she's saying. Because right. like you can't, if you own something, you should be able to control it the way you want. But you know, life, you can't really control it. Like the next day, uh, any, any of us could die. Right, right, the next right, day right, we right. could like get in an accident that changes our whole lives. The next day we could win a lottery. The next day, like, Elon Musk would call me and give me half of his <laughs> tests. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Right? Like you can't, you can't control your life, but what you can control is given in your given situation, like just trying your best and mm. um, trying to be thankful for what you have. She thinks that's what my mom thinks life is to be able to uh, give your best in your given situation. Right. Right. But there's no real conclusion. <laughs> right. I agree with both of those yeah. comments. I mean, life, it's such a, open-ended question right it can be mm-hmm. any answer can apply to that i think we're so young to answer that question yeah so how about this how is life for us right now what is life for us 20s i think i totally agree with the portion um where um everyone whatever given situation should be doing their ultimate best and i tell a lot of my um younger ones don't do this too because you just never know what you want to do in the like near or like late future. Because, you know, like I said, in my first year uni, I thought I didn't want to do more schooling, right? And now look at me, I actually do want to do more schooling, right? right? So if I had done a really good job of keeping up with my grades and pursuing school, doing my best as a student. Which was your given situation Exactly, then. exactly, as a student then I would be able to pursue whatever I want to pursue without limitations um, where I am at in the future, right? And just know that, um, you know, when I say passion, it's not just one thing and it's not something that I expected to like stay the same. Right. Because passion is not something that's fixed. It, it flows with you through the time, through the environments. Mm. Like my dad's passion, well, like side passion, while he was in his 20s, 30s has changed to what it is now and like that's okay mm, right right yeah he's yes. going back to the life question um at least for me right now uh life is is actually much harder than i thought it was gonna be yeah. <laughs> but because it's hard i think that's what makes it um enjoyable like like there's a there's a lyric that i wrote and it says, um, like, if life was easy, like, where's the story at? And the story is what mm. makes life interesting. The story is what make um, life, I think, more worth living than just 
just letting time fly by. Like mm. you, you, you could just be a Harusari if you wanted to do, live like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But my, just my, my thought on that question is that, you know, life in the bigger picture, in the bigger picture is very insignificant, right? It's literally just a candle that's just blown out. Yeah. But for me, it ties in with my passion, which is ultimately for people. I feel like life, at the end of life, at the end of a life, you want to have realized that you've impacted a lot of people in a positive way mm. and that you were significant because that's the only thing that's going to remain on this world, in this yeah. world. Because I know like our passions and all that, like our youngies making music, that's going to remain in this world. But people who don't record their stuff, like their passion, maybe just like sports or whatever, right? Or it could be like, I don't know, like Steve Jobs had a passion for changing technology yeah like it could be stuff like that too right yeah yeah yeah. as long as you leave your mark on this world i feel like that's that's like a good good life you had you know yeah Yeah. and this this answer might change mind you in 10 years as well but at our current selves right now in 2020 you know this is what we think and we hope that it was maybe like a self-clarity type session for you guys too maybe you guys can kind of Think about these things too, especially since Corona, a lot of people have like stopped doing what they were originally doing. They may have had these thoughts inside their heads too. I think a lot of people, they always have this thought of like, you know, what am I doing? Like, is what I'm doing right? Even people at the top always like think about that. Right. And there's no answer. This is just our thoughts and hopefully it got you guys thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely did. Um, Are we wrapping up? Is there are. anything you want to add? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we've we've actually made an Instagram page. Um, so if you could give us a follow at point five dot the literal dot Vancouver, we're on Instagram. Um, so yeah, I mean, well, I think we're planning on having a little bit more uh, activity in the next couple days. Yes. Um, also, do you know what you're going to talk about next week? I actually don't know. Okay. To but I I am hosting next week, so. Yes. Um, if we do know what we're going to be talking about the week after, we'll give you a little... A little bit of a hint. Sneak. Snippet. Well. A teaser. And hint, hints, you may be getting guests real quick, real soon. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Um, yeah.